Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle-McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict, ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer, to bring you snackable teachings on psychology, spirituality, and all things personal growth. And today, I want to talk about the prostitute archetype that we all participate in, whether we're aware of it or not. Now, an archetype, in case you aren't familiar with the term, is a narrative or a way of being in the world that's common across all humans. They're these internal formations that we act out in our life, and they can be constructive and they can be destructive. Traditionally, we think of a prostitute as a man or woman who exchanges sex for money. But the prostitute archetype is a little deeper than that, and it has to do with intention. And prostitute energy on this more transpersonal level is when we willingly use our talents or actions in an unworthy way, usually for money, but it can also be for security, for approval, or for power. And we all prostitute ourselves. And the places that we do this is an opportunity to heal the underlying fears and insecurities and power dynamics that drive this destructive dynamic. In a recent podcast I did on the masculine archetypes of sovereign and warrior, I mentioned the brilliant work of Carolyn Mace in her book, Sacred Contracts. And Carolyn believes that there are four shadow archetypes or destructive archetypes that we all share. The prostitute, the victim, the wounded child, and the saboteur. If you're interested in learning more about archetypes, Carolyn Mace's website is an amazing resource, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. So I have pretty intimate relationship with prostitute energy. When I was an active addict, I was super promiscuous. And though I was pretty shut down and low-functioning in most areas of my life, my sexuality was the one place that stayed open. And for years, it was my main way of exchanging energy with people. In fact, the power of the prostitute archetype has really pushed me to explore celibacy and the benefits of periods of sexual abstinence so that I could expand my capacity to exchange energy with people in ways other than sexuality. When I look back, I can see myself cycling between these extremes of Madonna, whore, what I saw as good girl, bad girl extremes. And I'm happy to report that in my mid-50s, I feel more sexually integrated and healthy than I ever have in my whole life. Although I don't drink, I could say sex for me has been like a fine wine that has gotten better as I've aged. So for all you youngins out there who think it ends at 35, you got some good news coming if you continue to do your own inner work. So I've known a lot of real-life prostitutes. In fact, the woman who got me clean and sober was a street prostitute in New York. And I think most women at one point or another have considered selling their bodies as a viable fiscal option. In fact, I'm quite sure if I didn't get clean in my early 20s, I would have become a sex worker. And I know a lot of people who are really victimized and damaged by that career. A lot of prostitutes have been sexualized and sexually abused, and they believe that that's all they're worth. Many are under the reign of abusive pimps and are chained to sex work to feed their addictions. And for many street prostitutes, selling their bodies is a depleting, soul-sucking experience. But I want to offer that being a sex worker 
does not necessarily mean that you are carrying the prostitute archetype. A friend of mine, the late Shannon Williams, was a sex worker from West Oakland. She was a wife, a mother of three, well-educated, middle-class, and she left teaching to become a prostitute. She felt very deeply that human touch and sexuality was a need and a right. And she served lonely men the sexuality and human touch they were deprived of. And she considered her work a service and was a vehement activist for sex worker rights. She felt empowered in being a sex worker. Incredibly sex positive person. She was not only open and proud of what she did, she was an advocate. She co-founded the Sex Workers Outreach Project, which is a national social justice network dedicated to the fundamental human rights of people involved in the sex trade and their communities, focused on ending violence and the stigma of sex work through education and advocacy. She was literally a poster child for sex workers. And although she proudly called herself a prostitute, she had no prostitute energy in her trade. She was actually following her own deepest integrity by being a sex worker. In fact, she got arrested in a prostitution sting, which really lit a fire for her advocacy work. And she had an important talk with her nine-year-old son before he went to school because it was all over the news. And she said, you know the work that I do helping lonely men? And he said, yeah. And she said, and you know I have sex with them sometimes when we both want to do that? And he said, yeah. And she said, well, they arrested me for doing that. And a lot of people think that's wrong. And her nine-year-old said, well, I think that's stupid, Mom. I think people should be able to have sex with whoever they want. So the prostitute archetype frequently has nothing to do with sexuality. I was talking to a client this week who's trying to reconcile a challenging marriage. And his wife has just got a $300,000 a year job. And their intimacy emotionally and intellectually and sexually is not great for him. And they're really working on it. But he's questioning whether he can really get his needs met in this relationship. And he was talking about his own financial insecurity and how his wife's money is a big part of the reason that he stays. He actually grew up in poverty and has some fear of returning to that, although he has his own excellent professional job. And I told him he may be prostituting himself. He may be trading his own integrity, his emotional, spiritual, and relational needs for affection and connection for financial security. Some of the most intense prostitute energy I've ever seen are trophy wives with big diamond rings who drive fancy cars and live in beautiful homes, married to men they hate. And although it might look really different on the outside, their lives can be just as soul-sucking on a spiritual level as the back alley whore in the Tenderloin of San Francisco. I just watched this recent documentary called The Social Dilemma about the back end of social media in Silicon Valley. And there's a lot of prostitute energy going on on the internet, and not just in porn but that we trade our information, our data, we trade our attention. We give tiny micro bits of our life energy to Google, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, and Twitter. Our attention is the commodity that's traded on the internet frequently. And just because we're unconscious about something doesn't mean we aren't harmed by it. People commonly prostitute themselves at work. In fact, it's encouraged in our workaholic culture 
to be a slave to a job, to take away valuable time from our family, the life energy we could use to care for ourselves, and to trade that out for money and approval and power and prestige. If you're unhappy or depleted in your job, in a relationship, in any situation in your life, look and see if you're prostituting yourself. Are you trading your deepest integrity for money, approval, power, or security? And if you are, I'm going to tell you there's a better way. The deeper needs driving these shadow archetypes, when we address them directly, we shine the light on them, they're no longer in the shadow. They can be met and fulfilled. That's our work. Now, there's a difference between a want and a need, and we need to discern what that is in our life. But security, connection, authentic power, those are basic human rights. Often we believe those won't be met. Maybe that's even our past experience. But when we take full responsibility for ourselves, the universe will meet us. And I agree with Carolyn Mace. We all have a prostitute within us. And when worked with directly, it can call us to come into deeper integrity with ourselves on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, professionally. Thank you to all my patrons on Patreon. If you're interested in finding out more about my three-month mentorship program in spiritual psychology, shoot me an email, info at reneemckenna.com. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.